Great. So guys, today at the Mother Earth Heroes Show, Peter Zenger is with me. And he's the managing director of Green City Solution, a German-based company. And before we dive now into what is Peter doing, welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for the chance. Peter, before we dive deep into our conversation, um, could you maybe imagine shortly with me, imagine you meet together with me on my birthday, my grandma, and she's asking you, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> How would you explain it to her? <laughs> Fantastic persona. So <laughs> we bring a piece of nature back to the city to make it very easy. And that means that we combine moss cultures, something very natural with technology to clean and cool the air you breathe in your surrounding. That's it. Great, great. I, I saw on your podcast already, uh, on your podcast, uh, on your website already, there was a slogan. I don't remember it exactly anymore, but I thought like, wow, I, I have like not often seen such an easy explanation. And I mean, uh, I think everybody can understand what, what, is, what is it you're doing? Like, and before we dive deeper into all the technology and to all the aspects, how I like, I'm super curious, like, why do we need more, like, why do we need such a solution in our cities? Are we living in cities which are really polluted or what is, what is really the case? What is it you're, you're filling uh, with this product? that comes with our mission and why we started back in 2013. Holy hell, it's far, it's a long time ago, uh, where we found that air pollution is the, is the biggest threat made by people um, in terms of environmental problems. And people oh. dying, they lose their, their years of lifespan through air pollution. And this is uh, infecting over 8 million premature deaths every single year. And this is something we definitely should change. And if we had a look deeper into it, how we can attract this problem with a solution, we found out that there are no valuable solutions in the market. And therefore, we wanted to find one. And we had a look into nature because everything in nature has a really good reason to be there. And we found out that there are specific organisms who can attract air pollution and made it harmless. Hmm. How cool is that to bring this into cities where the people live and where people will live even more in the future. And therefore we thought, okay, that's, that's our mission. We want to bring this filter medium as a sustainable and regeneratable filter into our lives in the city. What do we have to do for that? We have to protect and support it with the opportunities of technology. We use Internet of Things to do that. And therefore, our mosses can be alive in the city and they give their environmental performance to us while attracting over up to 82% of these fine dust particles, and they can cool down the air in the direct surrounding about six Kelvin. 
And this is, especially in summer times, a really, really cool effect. If you are crossing by, people stop, have a look into it, and they, they feel it. You can smell it. It smells like nature. It smells like a wet moss and uh, in your brain it starts mm. to getting creative and you feel a bit more relaxed so there are psychological studies in the background telling you that if you see green you have positive feelings um the blood pressure uh, sinks and things like that happen and we want to do the best we can to provide more of these solutions in the city not just with our current product the city tree but with many more products in the future great like talking about um, all the stuff which is going in the moss uh, and then is it afterwards like um, hard to to put it some like you said it it, it is not just um, absorbing it but it is eliminating like the 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 the, 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 the Yeah, not so good um, um, artifacts of, 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 of the dust in, in, in our streets. Is the moss afterwards like, can we just put it somewhere in the woods and it is okay to be there? Or is it like, um, I just, saw the, just know the German word, Sondermüll, um, uh, which you cannot, uh, yeah, which is really hard to recycle or so? Definitely a most important question. So it's not special waste in the end. We had a look into the fine dust itself and it comes that it's about 13 different elements in different sizes creating fine dust in the end. And these mosses have the ability to, um, to separate these particles from each other and to digest them because most of the particles are salty combinations of elements and uh, minerals and they can use them as a nutrition as a really kind of feeding them and therefore there is, is no harmful rest in the end wow and uh, talking like for me it sounds a bit like when i heard first time about the circular economy I'm already like, I'm listening to you and I think, okay, why is this not already everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe like, is it, is it just a cost thing like that, that they're, I mean, paying for, we know it from, from uh, for example, uh, living, living healthy, doing sports, going outside. No one is paying us for that, right? Even when like we Correct. save huge costs for insurances uh, instead of smoking and going to party every weekend and not looking after our health. Is it the same kind of problem that we don't see it already everywhere that um, like it is hard to find like to to find people who invest in such a long-term health thing right which is not like i mean eight million people die but they die not because they are one year in the city but because they live 15 years in the city or 20 years in the city right. and are in a heavy dust areas and that is why their lifespan reduces drastically is it like this kind of um of problem we see why we why we don't see it everywhere or is there a technology uh, like huge technology gaps which you still need to fill as well really good question It's exactly what you described. The costs or the damage itself is too indirect for someone to spend money on. And it's a new technology. It's really innovative. And of course, it's, it's not super cheap. 
So you, you have to find the right arguments why to invest for a city or for a private company or an organization. Um, it's always the same question. And I compare it mostly with um, the, the waste problem in our oceans. Everyone knows about it. Everyone oh. is really feeling not amused about it, but it's not that everyone is taking care on it right now. And that's uh -huh. the same problem with our air. Everyone can breathe it. <laughs> and why shall I spend money for someone else's fresh air? Oh. So this is unfortunately the first thinking. Therefore, our mission is that we find the right business model with the right arguments for people to use this technology. And for example, we are partnering with bigger corporates. They can integrate their technology into our product because we have a new piece of hardware coming into our cities. And we can connect this with different multiple services like a Wi-Fi connection, like e-charging station, like a parcel package service. So many, many different things you need in the city, you can integrate in our product. And then it makes sense. Because then it should be there anyway in another form and we give it a really good form with a positive environmental impact and therefore then it makes sense to invest. So this is what... It's always the same thing. Ah, if, there we go. Yes. The connection uh, just uh, just uh, w was a bit uh, messy. Um, when you can um, uh, um, recap your last sentence, uh, I haven't heard that anymore. Oh, so this is one of the business models we we test with corporates, mm -hmm. and we um, are daily improving this process and finding out where they have their pain points, where we can help with, and then it's getting better and better. And then you can start to scale also with an impact-driven solution. Yeah, yeah. Talking about like finding all of these bits and pieces out, right? Like first you needed, I mean, you, you said you started 2013. You needed uh, to, to find the right um, mixture of, uh, of the nature component of the MOS and, and, and technology. Um, now you're, you, you, are, you are on your way to find like the right fit, how you can, how you can make the story fit so that people, companies, uh, cities can really adapt this solution as well. I would like to go one step back uh, with you because I, I, I wonder like what made you care about like about our air? Is it something personally? Um, is it something which happened by chance and where you just saw that there is a, that there is a big an environmental challenge and you want to tackle it? What is the story behind um, the, the origin story maybe of uh, Green City Solutions? There are two pieces <laughs> and it's, it's firstly the story of my co-founder of Liang, because he is born and uh, raised the four first four years of his life in Shanghai. Mm. And his family still lives there. So he has a really personal relation towards air mm. pollution because there it's much, much worse than here. And from my personal level, um, I was a, a professional sportsman in my early years and days. And I had also something like an asthma, an easy form of it, so not, not a big problem, but I do really care about uh, the air we breathe. And you can see the differences between good air and bad air. 
and I was born and grew up in a really rural area and then I moved to Dresden and from Dresden to Berlin and you see differences there even here in Germany even in our really clean cities in Western Europe is air pollution a thing and therefore um, I found out that it's really important to take care on that even if at latest at the, the COVID-19 topic hmm. there are correlations um, to be found between the, the spread and the, the risk of this pandemic um, in correlation to air pollution. Interesting. One of the arguments that in northern Italy it happens so hard because that is the industrial part of Italy. They have air pollution and therefore people are more um, unhealthy. They have oh. maybe pre pre-diseases beforehand and therefore they are our risk groups in terms of a pandemic and so then you see okay there are little pieces coming together in a big picture mm-hmm. and air pollution is a picture who or which is um, causing a lot of indirect damages and therefore it is necessary to take care on it mm-hmm. because a, a second thing is i just uh, want to add this it's not about um, um on the human health singularity it's it's also about the environment itself um because also trees and other bushes and green space is suffering from air pollution mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and the cool thing is and that is what i wonder i mean you you could have found or you could have looked for high-tech solutions in a way right but instead or um, mixed with this you went in nature and uh, looked for for things our planet is providing us with um, already um, was there is there a story um, to it as well i mean your topic is not just air pollution right and um, there is a huge environmental story you are you're having combined uh, with your yeah with your solution in a way as well maybe from my background as i am a gardener i studied horticulture and um, my family is producing plants in the fourth generation now <laughs> link to environment is was already there and therefore for me it was definitely just a way to make it with something biological mm. and not with only something technical and talking about the problem of city pollution, um, I mean, when you when you when when you say these words city pollution, I think everybody has some some picture in mind, right? But really grasping it, really understanding um, what it means, I think, like I, I would not say that I understand what city pollution is in depth, right? But just on just on the surface, could you give us a small a small um, yeah, deep dive into into cities um, uh, into city pollution, like is is it how bad is it really you know it's uh, i think it's Absolutely. hard to say as well right how hard it is it is and therefore it's no worries it's a question <laughs> i think 90 percent of people uh, would raise because it's a really complex topic mm. and it's also an argument why it's still such a big problem there is not a single answer on it it's hard to measure and as well right of course so especially here in in europe um, as we have technically really good air conditions it's it's much more complex to measure it 
but we did it within the last three years with um, our institutional partners from Leibniz Institute in Leipzig and Institute of uh, Refrigeration and Cooling in Dresden. These both institutes helped us a lot while understanding air pollution and how to attract it, how to measure, how to make an impact on the urban environment because the air volume is huge uh-huh. and you need a, a huge impact to, to make a difference in that. And what we found out here in Berlin, for example, is that the air conditions in general are really okay. Even besides the pandemic, it was really okay, but you see many different peaks. Uh-huh. So when when the, the U-Bahn, for example, is, is crossing by, or, or the train itself, the tram, then you see that you have pollution peaks. Uh-huh. If you see that people are smoking nearby or having a barbecue, then you have pollution peaks. And these peaks are really harmful because they are, um, in fact, 10 times higher than it should be. Uh-huh. And if you have a deep inhale in that, then it's just like smoking really proactive cigarettes. And this is something we can really compensate. And that's why also our product is used where people has to stay. It's not across the street or along the street, sorry, but it's there where the, the people are at a oh. bus shelter, as a, um, a yard Platz of maybe. a school, mm-hmm. of Alexanderplatz, at places where you want to drink a coffee, where you want to rest, middle oh. in the city. And therefore, there it makes sense to... Uh, keep an eye on the, the clean air abatement. And that's, that's something uh, what is common here in Europe. When you have a look into the mega cities of emerging markets or, yeah, um, for example, in China, then you have a much, much bigger problem. And therefore, you would have much, much more of our technology to attract that. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to see the first coffee in Berlin uh, where I can drink my, buy my midday coffee and, and sit on, sit really next to, next to some really nice uh, um, uh, wood air. Wood <laughs> <laughs> air. Yeah, we, uh, we tested that um, between March and until now. So we have city trees here in Berlin at places where people are. It's at Walter Benjamin Platz currently with um, six city trees in, in a round. And this is pretty cool to see how people use it and how they get also attracted from it. So they are going there, you can sit there as we have a, a platform where you, where you just can rest. Um, people are, get informed, they read our messages on the sites, mm-hmm. they smell it, they try to, to test, uh, to, to come with the, to, to interact with these mosses, to check it out. And this is this is a pretty cool thing. Really nice. I think what is what is um, what what I like about like things which are I have the feeling that such such products um, connect us as, as as well even in the cities again much more to nature because um, when we experience like the, the the smell and and as you said we there there are there are effects on, on on a really like body level when we see green and when we when we when we smell uh, like fresh air um, i have the feeling that it helps us as well especially in the cities where we can be really easy disconnected from from nature and then um, through that 
um, it's easier to not care so much um, about nature as well. That gives us maybe as well possibilities to to connect uh, to connect to it differently. And I really love um, this aspect of um, combining like the best out of like hundred millions of uh, technology which uh, nature is providing us and like the best of the technology um, of today and how how do you bring this mix together how can we imagine um, um, is like is, is technology out of nature uh, combined with the best of human technology what is what how can you leverage this benefit in your in your solution with a kind of environmental education because the disconnect is already there and people are not really understanding in the first step what nature can do and how, how complex things are. And therefore, for us, it's not just bringing the solution there and let it run, but also creating an experience so that people get invited, that people get educated and that they also start to make their own thoughts about it. And that's what we also experienced here. We had two weeks ago a clean air experience tour at our oh, city nice. trees. So that was um, fulfilled with buttons on the ground and people from us explaining the technology behind it and um, little booklets, little abstracts, little talks from professors and professionals around this whole topic of air pollution and green tech chances. And that was pretty cool. Then you get interacted, then you get people attracted, and then um, you can also make sure that people get understanding that it's useful to think not just super high technical, but also have a look in something which is already established and how you can push and promote that. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I think we, we talked in, in, in the beginning of our podcast um, a lot as well about like how this, um, this, this case of bringing a, a green solution, which is, which is, much there for the common good as well. As you said, no one wants to pay um, for the fresh air of, um, of everybody, uh, but we somehow need to find ways that everybody pays maybe in, in, in the end of this. Through the podcast and through the Mother Earth Heroes show, my perspective um, is and was continuously changing. And was that a reality you had in mind from the beginning? Um, or was that something you, like you needed to learn throughout the last seven years um, uh, bringing, bringing like fresh air um, to the cities. It's like, was it a learning curve or was this, this business model that this is important and we need to find a way people like really are willing to bring that everywhere in the city and we don't just have some nice lifestyle, um, um, lifestyle uh, things in front of some coffees, but we really bring it um, as an impact to, to huge cities as well. Was it something you had in mind from the beginning or was it evolving? We were um, directly from, from being a student, getting an entrepreneur. So we didn't have a lot of experience beforehand. And we were, of course, convinced and impressed from our idea. And we did, of course, a business plan. But when I have a look into the plan, I see that there were many things to learn about, especially the market. Because the first thing was, we thought, okay, cities should have a really 
intense interest in uh-huh. making sure that the air is good. Uh-huh. And we found out that it's not like that. Or they have many different uh, opportunities to do something against it. Even if it's not really useful, that comes out of a catalog coming from the government. So it's it's really uh-huh. political set. It's really not dynamic. and it's it's really complicated to interact with the german city officials and therefore there was the first switch and the second switch and the third one so what we experienced is is really the, the story of startups you have to adapt yourself nearly every single day and this is um something i i definitely learned i didn't had any idea beforehand about it and it's also good to see that we are able to make this, to see uh-huh. this and to, to let also change happen. Even if you think we are on the right path, things are changing really fast in the surrounding, in your environment. And you have to be able all the time to react on that. Uh-huh. When, when, we, when, we, when you think about this path and finding the business model, I'm and we are at the show like, I, I got to know that especially people who are interested and, and trying to like do something which is benefiting um, or which is not just focused on, on a business model, but really benefiting society um, on, on, on a broader scale, there is an interesting relation uh, to money. Um, and I wonder what role does money play in the pursuit of your um, mission and what, what is your relation to money? How do you see it? Has it changed throughout the last seven years? Yeah, <laughs> that's a really good question. So uh, I think um, we should be honest to each other. Um, without money, there is no, no really big impact possible. And therefore, um, what I learned is that just having a green and sustainable ID mm-hmm. um, doesn't make the big difference. Of course, you get people, especially nowadays, earlier um, get interested and attracted because they like the topic of sustainability and everyone knows that there has to be a change somewhere. <laughs> and of course, it's it's cool that you talk about a green solution and people listen to you and you get invited to conferences and everything else. All good. But this this is not the baseline for a, a suitable growable business and someone people need to pay rent and people need to buy food and you need to pay employees and that is not that is not a story where you can fed employees from right no you that's that's the point and you also need professional people it's not Uh just um attracting the super young and fresh and (laughs) positive thinking people because it's it's also needed, especially in terms of in front of your clients, to be professional, to be suitable, to be smart. And this is a good mixture in our team. We have the, the really the young and super high motivated and dynamic people, but we also have this, the, the set people with the experience coming from industry, coming from really successful companies to help us to improve. Uh-huh. And therefore, my relation to money is that it's still a really necessary thing to have in mind. And 
without money there is no chance to to make make a change in a big scale and therefore it always goes hand in hand but what i do see is that we have um, especially in the investors scene a change because people mm-hmm. want to have sustainability investments in their portfolio mm-hmm. even if the kpi is not that great as the next um, uh, super really? software even when like even when there is a kpi uh, difference and and there like even when because i have the feeling in the in the investor and vc world that um they have recognized and it's good i i, I have nothing against it i think uh, the, the the result is the important thing and not why uh, things are happening but like the end result of it um i had the feeling that uh, a lot of like a lot of um, movement is in there as well because like green green and 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 climate related solutions uh, like it it is and will become more and more an economical story as well right but i it's really a cool um, observation um, or an interesting observation without uh, giving their uh, giving a value um, uh, on it um, a cool uh, observation um, that that uh, investors are like as well sacrificing uh, returns already for uh, green investments like of course it should be in the end as well uh, in, in return of investment but it's interesting to see that they sacrificing uh, re- returns already that you see such a movement in there it's uh, at least what i see so <laughs> I, yeah. I, don't, i don't know if it's then, then really true but um, i think the patience Uh, for solutions with a sustainable background or a, a social relevant background is there. They have mm-hmm. longer investment times, circles, and maybe also not the highest multiple. And this this is something I do see really positive. Talking about scaling up, um, we um, you, you talk, I heard often when you want to have a huge impact. What does a huge impact uh, mean um, to, to, to you and to Green City Solutions? Like what would be, what, what would mean a, 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 a huge impact to you? Have, you? have you defined it for yourself or for the company? It's relevant to, to, to have a vision and our vision is a pretty easy one. We want to bring fresh air to everyone in every single moment. And that's, in fact, what we see as an impact. It's, mm-hmm. it's not enough that you have the, the fresh air when you drink your coffee outside, but <laughs> you, you have it as For your... 10 minutes. <laughs> exactly. You, ha- you should have it everywhere, indoors, outdoors, personally, in your office, and everywhere. And that's what, what our mission drives, that we see that the technology has the potential to be in a really modular small stone everywhere you have to be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and do you see like from a technological side um are there are there solutions popping up um, which are not so much based on 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 on, on um, most right uh, you say most in english uh, when i remember Moss. right Moss, Moss, which are not so much based on Moss. Like I, I wonder about the uh, um, capability and the the. Not for a second. No. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Good. 
Okay. Uh, I, I wonder about like, um, are there any um, components which are able to observe um, um, to to absorb uh, more um, uh, dust in in the cities, or is it really like the the best thing you 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 were able to find, even when you have a look in in a high tech solution instead of nature uh, solutions? There are of course other filter materials in the market technical filters and they have a higher performance level than the mosses have to be absolutely honest and they are also able to to create super clean rooms like in a hospital but mm. you don't need that in outside and the the biggest problem with the technical filters is that you have to exchange them fairly often and then you have created waste And you have created high costs for the for the um, changing rhythms you you need for these filters because when they are full they are not working anymore they lose their their uh, efficiency level very fast and therefore it doesn't make so much sense to use technical filters for outdoor air improvement mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. what what we found on a technical side and on the other side. We also get uh, asked very often if we don't just plant normal trees, as they can also pollute, uh, uh, clean the air. Um, it, it, it's, a, it's a really, really strange comparison as we have a active ventilated system. We have these mosses who can attract fine dust mm -hmm. and you can't measure this with a single tree. I did my master's disease um, thesis about that um, there are so many different sources and no one can really measure the impact of of trees and mm -hmm. therefore it's it's a it's a it's a weird comparison trees mm -hmm. are super relevant for our climate that's definitely the thing and we um, spend 50 planted trees with every sold single city tree because we believe in both things. We, we do need both. Mm -hmm. And therefore there is no natural um, solution you can compare with our system, what we know for now, but let's see what comes up in the future. Really interesting. And I mean, um, uh, there, there is not so much space as well, right? I mean, of course, when you plant maybe a hundred trees, you, you would have the same effect, but, um, but, but the space is not there. We need to er erase the streets and um, finally have the flying taxis all over the city. Um, but, but till this time, um, we need to have an, another solution and, and maybe later on when there are flying taxis we want to have the streets to play for the kids and have different Correct. different things oh cool so uh, yeah that will take for a time <laughs> that will take time yeah and uh, till till this time uh, i think uh, i think uh, there, there there will be uh, Like I, I, I have seen um, that you are like, how do you use the IoT component um, uh, within this whole system? And, and what is it that the telecom maybe is interested as well uh, in, this whole, in this whole system? So the IoT component is relevant for uh, several parts of our product and our services. First of all, we need to keep the mosses alive in our cities. Because the ability of attracting fine dust by the mosses uh, is not invented by us. 
this is over 500 million years old, this process. But we make it for our cities usable. And therefore, we keep the mosses alive with the right amount of water, of ventilation speed, of nutrition. So this IoT component has to make sure that the mosses are in a vital condition to make this environmental performance. And that brings us to a biological algorithm we are creating to ensure that the mosses can survive in every single city independently from where you are because they know about their um, environmental conditions like temperature, humidity, pollution level, and about the moss conditions, moisture level, vitality level, um, photosynthesis, active time, and out of that, the IoT can create the perfect operational mode for these mosses to keep them alive for a long, long time. So we can use them for years. That's the first and most important thing. Second thing is that through the um, connection to the internet, we can remotely control the city trees from everywhere we are. Through a dashboard, you can adjust them, you can have a look into them, you mm. can see also the data, which is a really important thing. We uh, know about the pollution level, about different uh, air conditions outside. We can um, grab this data and we can learn from them. And that's also remotely, remotely usable, of course, through IoT technology. And the third thing is that we can also share these data with our clients, with the cities, with the corporates, with everyone who is interested in these data. And out of that, we can also measure our performance level. So mm. you can do a case study after, let's say, 50 days of usage. You can sum up and then you see, hey, we filtered approximately 2 million cubic meters of air. We separated this and that grams of fine dust out of the air. We cooled down the air with that and that amount of water for this and that degree. And then you have a nice overview on the impact on environment and also on the health of people. Hmm. And that is also possible through IoT. And as we created an IoT platform for our product, companies like the Telecom are interested to also connect to this platform with additional sensors to understand more traffic streams in the city. Yeah, you know, know about smart city is mm -hmm. uh, a buzzword everyone knows, but no one knows about it. <laughs> but it um, explains that you connect all the verticals in the city with data-driven improvements. And as we have the city tree in the street, in the places where people are, where all the traffic goes along, you can measure a lot of things, mm. which helps us to develop the cities in the future much more efficient much more green and much more livable. Interesting. So you're becoming a data company. That's the long-term vision, yes. Hmm. A bit to compare it with Tesla. I mean, this is a crazy comparison, but um, of course they are also more or less a data company than a hardware company. And I do really like this mindset because it's, it's really forward. 
Mm -hmm. And like, do you see cities paying for uh, fresh air? Do you see businesses that want to attract like people in front of their restaurants and stuff? Like, where do you see the, 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 the like, where do you see like the, for the scaling up, especially the money uh, coming from? We're already cooperating with cities, especially with London, to do uh, to say for a positive uh, argument, they are really forward. They want to be the largest city park in the world by 2050, uh -huh. and they are willing. They, they they do really spend money for that, and that's mm -hmm. cool to see. And there are a lot of cities and metropoles um, here and there, and they are also recognizing that it's important to act like this and with every city you have a good reference you can mm -hmm. show to other cities and sustainability makes definitely more um attracts more attention i would say and i think this um this trend will also moving on and therefore i'm positive that we also will have cities who care about their air and um, combining it with additional services, as I mentioned, and then for them also makes sense to invest in that. Really cool, really interesting. Yeah, I think um, livable cities becoming uh, are becoming a big topic um, more and more, right? And like um, I think in in um, I, I like recently uh, read an article about a city which which banned cars out of the out of the city center, and yeah. uh, like I, I, there are so much improvements we can have to daily life in our cities. Um, I once had a podcast with the founder of Eco. City, um, and he said, um, uh, cities are today built not for for people but for con for consumers. You know, and uh, yeah. he had a, we had a, a bigger argument about like that a city actually is is not really in the core built to serve us as people living in there but built at the core for that the traffic can flow through it and that, um, uh, that stores can be in there and stuff but uh, like this this the center um, with with the human in the center uh, design um, is, is not really an, or was not really a big approach or a big thought of um, building cities and uh, listening to you that uh, London wants to become a city park which is which is which which sounds really really cool um, uh, I, I, I at the moment uh, think a lot about moving moving out of the city out of Berlin onto the land, land side but I when I when I listen and hear about solutions like yours uh, I, I need to rethink that maybe <laughs> <laughs> correct cool then uh, Peter uh, thank you a lot for your time maybe to dive into into like some last inspirational um, uh, short like one two minute uh, questions um, do you did you had role models on your way creating creating uh, green city solutions? Did you had some books or something which you would recommend uh, to to look out uh, to for a community? Some people maybe uh, you would say they inspired you on your way. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, there are so many books coming up from successful founders and professionals and people who think they are professionals so <laughs> you you could spend your whole life on reading these books yes. but uh, to, to give a short advice um comes with a book called um from zero to one mm -hmm. from peter thiel i mean it's one of the most famous ones but that explains exactly what you should know because it's 
always um, difficult to to adapt everything people say what happened with them and what was successful or not to the to your own business especially every single business is a bit different mm -hmm. and you should um, also find a way on how to make your business successful there is there is no um, patent recipe for it and mm -hmm. I was I was really um, impressed on how they how they say okay there are several things you should take into consideration and important is this and that and please don't fail here and there mm -hmm. and make sure that you always be good financed this this is something as a guideline is really important but mm -hmm. the rest is testing testifying and stay strong stay motivated and even if you fail fail forward <laughs> don't give up and this is something i just can recommend um i had a I heard a podcast last Sunday from how to start a startup based on mm -hmm. the book. Um, and they said, Hey, no worries. You don't found a startup um, for raising money or to, to, to get rich. You found a startup while you see a problem. And the only way to solve this problem is to create a company for that. Mm -hmm. And that was really impressive. I liked that a lot mm -hmm. and it can take 10 years. So be aware about that, that it's not the quick shot. Mm -hmm. It can last for a long time, but it's an amazing time. And Great. therefore, I just, can't, I just can recommend it. And I can say that environmental conditions in terms of um, support, financing, governmental support um, is getting better and better. So it's time. Great. People recognized that it's good to support startup ideas, to support young founders. And therefore, I just can say... Let's do that. Woohoo, Peter. That were amazing last words. I think we will use that for the snippet for the podcast. <laughs> Because uh, I think that was um, on the point. And uh, especially the point of that the support is there today, right? Like this point of like 10 years ago when you, when you, when you worked on an, an environmental uh, really cool solution, which had a business case as well, like that the, the voice was not so strong as it is today of those companies. And I really see, and uh, through our podcast, we really recognize that all the founders, the entrepreneurs, the, uh, the directors um, who are going on the path of, um, of trying to serve somehow on a, on a bigger scale than just a, a business model, um, they are getting so, not just, not just from an, an, an investor's perspective, so much more uh, money attend, but as well so much more support from employees, from people working there, from bright talents that, that are okay with uh, cutting their paycheck uh, for a while um, to, yeah. to do something uh, which, which really brings, brings an idea forward that, that resonates with Right. Correct. And Correct. Um, that is super interesting and cool, not just to see that, that you are motivated and that you are doing something and pushing something forward, but as, that as well, the environment around you recognize that and supports that. And that is a story we hear more and more in when we think about um, green, green and economical uh, feasible solutions. It's, it's cool to see. And thank you. Thank you for this impression again. Absolutely. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. Cool. So in that case, have a good day. Tito. Bye-bye. <laughs>